3: IPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report.
1: Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. And thank you guys so much for being here. If you want to get involved, it is at Your Tech Report on all our social media. Thank you so much for being here on another another edition of Your Tech Report. I am Marco Flalo flying solo today, which is exciting because we got lots of really cool interviews lined up. Replace the lack of Mitchell Whitfield Who's recovering from knee replacement Surgery, so we're going to dive into an Awesome show we've got lined up for you today We're going to be speaking to a very cool company Based in Canada called B2B Quotes Also, Samsung unveiled a whole slew of new laptops. We'll be talking directly to them. And we kick things off this week with a very, very cool company. Uh, You know, whether you know the name from your home, light switches, perhaps your motorized blinds, or for those like me, their smart home, Lutron's been around for a very long time, making our homes and businesses just work. Here to dive into the company and its amazing lineup of great new products is Melissa Andresco, Lutron's chief corporate brand ambassador. Melissa, welcome back to your tech report. Thank you so much for coming back on.
2: Thanks, Mark. Great to be here.
1: You know, before we dive into things that I know we've spoken before, can you give give our lovely audience a little brief history into your experience with the company because the company itself has been around, I mean, since, you know, the, the 50s at this point, but I'm sure you you have not been there that long.
2: Uh, no, I have not. So so Lutron actually was founded in 1961. I joined the company actually in 1998. So I just had my 23-year anniversary. Wow. Uh, with the company actually just last week. So um, it's been amazing what I've seen in 23 years in terms of innovation and in terms of what our customers are looking for, for their homes, for their offices. And, you know, just, just seeing the pace at which innovation uh, is coming out our front door and and just the industry as a whole, it has just been fascinating to watch.
1: Yeah, I can imagine seeing the, just the, the evolution of things, even just things going from traditional light. Switches, a connected light switch That process must have been pretty interesting to go through
2: yeah. And, and also just to see voice taking over as such a, yeah. a, a game changer and such a platform in the home. I mean, it's, I remember when I first started, you know, home theater was just kind of coming into vogue. And, and look where we are now, 20 plus years later. So it's really been great. And it's been it's been great to be so active in the industries as well. And, and you know, talk with with our peers and, and folks just to really get a pulse. And it's just been such an exciting time to be part of the, uh, the consumer electronics space.
1: Is there like a corporate mission at the company that you could share with us that kind of defines what you guys are doing and you know your target?
2: So, you know, it's interesting. Lutron makes products for literally every application whether it's a 500 square foot apartment or a 20,000 square foot mansion whether it's a a single retail store, a a campus at a university, and everything in between. So it's really hard to kind of narrow down who our target is, because it really could be anybody that needs control of their lights or their shades. Um, You know, products can be found at retail for as little as, you know, $20 and can control a single light, non-connected. Or you can go all the way up to, you know, a, a, a building or a campus where every single light, every single shade on the entire campus is controlled and can all be managed uh, through an app. So it's really, um, there's really something for everyone in every sense of the word.
1: You know, what? when I came to equipping my home, um, I went with Lutron because, you know, when I did my research and I had to make a choice, I wanted to choose something that I knew would just work. That would work from the start and would not give me problems down the road and I've seen so many people go down that wrong road and end up where I am which is you know with the you know the cassette system pretty much every light switch in my house is a Lutron one I'm working on getting the shades in I've added some of the motion control you know dabbled in the automation is uh, so many so many different things and and of course evolved into to adding voice as voice control as well um, it I I get the impression that when designing a product at the company level, um, simplicity is probably a very important factor, is it not?
2: Simplicity is, is key, right? You know, what is that user experience going to be like? And, and you know, is it going to be intuitive, uh, which button to press? Because, you know, a lot of our products are not just the the single button anymore. When you get up to our systems, like you talked about, a Caseta system, our Pico remote controls, our Homeworks system keypad, those all have multiple buttons. So, you know, it's really important that it's, number one, intuitive for the user to... Um, you know, be able to to operate it as expected and and easily, but also thinking about guests in the home too. I mean, you know, not everybody has a smart house, and, and you know, people. If you maybe have overnight guests who are coming, and all of a sudden they're faced with these controls on the wall. So it's really about taking it even beyond that homeowner, and and make sh- making sure that. If it's a, a five-year-old child or your, you know, 85-year-old grandmother, we want to make sure that that's an easy, you know, easy, intuitive experience for everybody. So that that's really is important, and especially as, as technology continues to advance with all the different things that you can be doing now, it could get really, it would be really easy to kind of forget that part of it, the the, the people part, but for us, it's critical, and it's the thing that we we really focus on the most is taking care of our customers.
1: Can we dispel a myth together? Um, you know, people always ask me. You know, do do I need a smart home in order to use this product or that product? And and I try to explain it to people, name it. But I think I have a feeling this is a question you get um, fairly often, and I, and you could probably answer it a little bit more eloquently.
2: So you know, to your point, yeah. Do I need a smart home? So the way I answer that, you know, smart home means many things to many people. Lutron makes a motion sensor that is great for places like a laundry room, hands, you know, you're carrying a laundry basket, you walk in, the light automatically turns on and after it, you know, doesn't sense any more activity, it turns the light off. To some people, that is a smart home, you know, it's a non-connected device, but it's, it's made their life easier and it's, you know, quite honestly, kind of magical. So, you know, we talk about smart home, not as um, the, the the kind of the g whiz factor, but it's really more about solving problems. And, you know, I, I speak at a lot of conferences and I talk on a lot of panels and, you know, that's one thing that I always really try to get you know, through to people about is, you know, as recently as four or five years ago, anything that could be connected to the Internet was being connected to the Internet. You know, you'd go to the Consumer Electronics Show and, you know, the whole Internet of Things trend was everywhere. You know, connected toothbrushes and toilets and anything that could be was. It doesn't mean that it should be connected, though. And that's, that's a really important point to note that, you know, when you look at what smart home products are doing today, it's all about solving problems, making life easier. For example, with Lutron, you know, having an app on your phone that, you know, through geofencing knows when you are within a two mile radius of your home and yeah. starts turning lights on so that you have this welcoming, well lit entrance. And that to me is solving a problem. And, and when people ask me, do I need a smart home? I say, well, do you like walking into a dark house? Or, you know, do you like waking up everybody in the family when you have to turn the lights on in the middle of the night to find your way to the bathroom? You know, th- those answers become pretty pretty obvious pretty quickly, and, and people start to see the true benefits that are just beyond that whole tech factor.
1: You know, there's a word that you use there, and the word was convenience, and, and I love that word because when you describe the benefits of a lot of the products that you create, a lot of other connected products, it really is about convenience. But it's also, I think, at some point about accessibility. And the reason I bring up accessibility is because I host a couple different shows and I work with a couple different networks. And, and one network happens to focus on people with visual impairments. And when you talk about being able to use your voice to control lights and create automations and various things that we'll dive into in a second, um, for someone who's not thinking about it, for someone with visual impairment or any kind of disability, it's life changing. Like it's more than just convenience, it's life changing because you no longer have to hunt for that switch, fumble, and, and, you know, do things differently than somebody else, which is really empowering to some people as well.
2: It really is, and and you know we we've, we've actually heard stories, and some of our my team members here at Lutron uh, have experiences with their own family, but you know elderly parents, elderly grandparents who might be wheelchair bound or need it fairly often to get around, who said you know I couldn't reach my mini blinds to twist the you know, the, the rod to open and close my blinds. Now, all of a sudden, I have this Pico remote mounted to my wheelchair, and I have the ability to bring sunlight into my home and to close the blinds at night with the press of a button, which for some people is something, you know, you and I probably take for granted, but for some people, it's something that they maybe haven't been able to do for a really long time. So, getting back to that problem solving, I mean, that to me is something that's really powerful, and to your point, life-changing.
1: We dive into some of the some of the cool products, and and when I say guys cool products i'm talking about this is not you breaking the bank here uh when i talk about the cassetta wireless smart fan speed control system for example you're looking at sixty dollars uh when you look at the motion sensor you're looking at about fifty dollars the you know the repeater um the the aurora smart bulb dimmer these are all products that i i'm sure were designed to solve the problem so can, can we go down the list a little bit just to dive into some of those newer products
2: sure sure absolutely
1: uh, let, um let's start with the for example the smart fan speed control system.
2: Yeah, so the the smart fan control was introduced uh a, a few months ago as part of our Caseta wireless smart home system. And you know, for for your listeners who are, you know, maybe starting to dabble in smart home or thinking about again these conveniences, Caseta is that great starter system for people who want to maybe start small and expand. It's not intended to be every single light in every corner of your home. It's really intended.
1: It can for, be. It, <laughs> it can be.
2: I mean, sure, it can do up to, uh, you know, 100 devices. And it certainly can be. But, you know, some people might just put it in key areas like family rooms, kitchens, you know, outdoor lights. But it's a great starter system, and it's available, it starts for under $100. And that smart fan control was introduced as part of that system, and, you know, now allows me to control fans, you know, through the Lutron app, using my voice. So again, it's just more about the convenience. I mean, how many times have you, you know, been too hot or too cold laying in your bed, and you have to get up to, you know, turn off the ceiling fan if the control is over by the door? Yeah. You know, yeah. we're, we're simplifying that now, and, and to your point, it's it's been a, a great addition to the Caseta line and and giving people even more options.
1: Um, Smart motion sensor. Now you talked about it, you know, being used when you walk in a room to just turn a light on. That's, I think, you know, one of the kind of basic uses. But when it comes to using this in in automation, um, people can really take advantage of this in, in unique ways.
2: Yeah, and, you know, we actually have two different versions. You know, the version that of a motion sensor that I talked about earlier was on uh, just the non-connected side, just yeah, your standard, switch, you yeah. know, yeah, uh, the one that you're talking about is is also new for the Caseta system. And to your point, yes, you know you can get really creative with how you use it. You don't have to mount that one onto the wall. It's a it's a, it can be a standalone device, so you can mount it up in a corner. Uh, so we've really thought about the uh, the you know the easy installation of these types of things. And um, yeah, you know to your point, it's just another great time saver, convenience. Oh, I forgot to turn lights off. Kids left the lights on again. Motion sensors i think are one of those things that are not considered often enough and then once you have one and you see oh did i forget to turn the light off oh i don't need to worry about it the motion sensor got it so yeah i
1: remember when they were first uh, when when uh, uh, ecobee launched the thermostat and had some motion control in there and i realized that they were taking advantage of it to just uh, detect occupancy in a room so they can control yeah. airflow i'm like wait a second that's amazing it's a it's yeah. a use that i didn't really think of before um,
2: yeah, and the technology's gotten really great too in terms of detecting fine motion, and that's one of the the big f- uh, selling points and benefits of the the new uh, motion sensor for Caseta is that it can detect very very fine motion, um, which is great. And and you know always people have the question about like pets, and you know you can set it at different heights so that pets aren't going to trip it. Um, but yeah, again, just another a great new innovation.
1: And of course, you know, there's things like the repeater which help expand the range uh, and so many other products that I'm sure people will discover, but I wanted to dive in before before we wrap things up um, into the smart shade system, because this is something yeah. that I, I've spent some time researching and I'm going to be equipping my home because I have an issue where you know the sun tends to beam on the front of my house for the majority of the afternoon, which generates a lot of heat. And I'm walking around my house and I'm physically, you know, put it, pulling down blinds or someone's opening them and I don't realize it. And it, it, it actually causes a problem in the upstairs portion of my home. So adding smart shades is something that I know that thanks to automations, I think I can, you know, set time of day. I can have shades lower. Um, tell us about the obviously the Serena Home Sharp Smart Shades, but also there's a new announcement recently about the smart wood blinds that I want to hear about as well.
2: Yeah, that's super, super new. So, yeah, so let's start with Serena. So, to your point, um, you know, Mark, a lot of people are in the same position as you. You know, sun is in a position that, you know, your house is getting heated throughout the day uh, from the light coming in. It's causing screen glare, it's, you know, damaging floors, it's damaging fabrics, artwork, et cetera. So, you know, we introduced the Serena Smart Shade a couple of years ago, and essentially it is a battery powered window shade that can be installed anywhere. Now you can also get a hardwired version of it. Battery powered obviously makes it easy to, you know, kind of plug and play if you will, DIY installation uh, as really as easy as installing mini blinds. I've installed many myself and you know, the first one might take you 20 minutes and after that it it gets a lot easier. But again, these run just on standard batteries. So, you know, imagine being able to press a button, have your shades, you know, raise and lower, um, have them as part of your caseta system so that when you press, you know, an away button on your caseta system, you know, your shades are lowering uh, or, you know, if your alarm is tripped, shades can rise up. Um, You can set it so that if your, you know, your fire system detects smoke, it can open all your, your blinds and shades. So... So many tremendous applications, and you know, great too for for windows that are hard to reach. You know, there's so many. You know, a, a common application. There's always an awkward window above a bathtub <laughs> that nobody ever seems to know how to control. We hear that one a lot, and you know, you know, so perfect application for that. So helping with privacy. Um, but you know, the amount of fabrics that Lutron offers for its smart shading system is is really it's it's pretty endless. So you know, you have some that can be total black. Out, You can have some with an opacity that, you know, allows privacy so people can't look in, but you can still see out and enjoy your view. So it's a really, a really great investment, um, great starting point, pr- price point, And, you know, again, it's one of those things that once you have one, you're going to find yourself putting them on, on multiple windows throughout the home.
1: Before I let you go, Melissa, I wanted to kind of just ask you about, you know, you look forward a couple of years and, you know, announcing new products in the, in the age of COVID-19. Um, do you find it as a challenge or is it something that you, you think you'll, you guys will still be able to release new products and announce them in a way that people will still be able to kind of enjoy them the same way they always have? Yeah,
2: you know, Lutron Innovation um, has not and will not slow down. Um, You know, we are committed to our customers. We are committed to innovation. Um, You know, to your point, you talked about the smart wood blinds. You know, just a few days ago, we launched a new smart wood blind system. So, again, that Serena shade that I just talked about, imagine now instead of a honeycomb shade or a roller shade, you can now have wood blinds. And that who's, you know, and, and what I love about these blinds, the, the slats will actually tilt to adjust to the sun throughout the day. And again, a tremendous innovation. Um, you know, it's a this natural light optimization feature. So you don't have to think about it. So again, just thinking ahead with the busy homeowner in mind. But, you know, again, that that was released during what I'll call the, the COVID pandemic just a few days ago. And, you know, we're not we're not slowing down the, the pipes Line is full and you know we've got um, we've got a lot of great things in the pipeline and and lots of always looking at you know best-in-class companies and how can we align with the right people in the industry to really enhance that uh, that consumer experience whether it's with voice with smart audio uh, camera systems thermostats so I don't you know I while COVID has been obviously um, a terrible thing to to hit our, our country and really impact the entire world, um, I'm really happy to say that we are still innovating. And uh, with people spending more and more times in their home now, it, it's really important more than ever that we're there for our customers and are delivering the products that are, are going to be really what they need.
1: Well, we're happy to help spread that message and uh, happy to try out everything you've got in the lineup coming up and, and hope to have you on definitely again down the road and talk about all the new stuff that you guys have coming out great
2: mark thank you so much it was fun thanks for having
1: me on oh it's always great to have you on thank you so much for being here that is melissa from lutron by the way right now for father's day if you want to check out you can get 25 percent off the aurora smart bulb dimmer if you head on over to lutron.com you could pick that up just in time For Father's Day. Again, the Aurora Smart Bulb Dimmer, uh, the Aurora Smart Bulb Dimmer, 25% off for Father's Day until Sunday only at Lutron.com. Coming up, we still have Samsung on the go, and we are going to be speaking to a very cool company based in Montreal called B2B Quotes. That one is coming up next.
3: There's more Your Tech Report after this.
1: On the line with us is uh, the co-founder of a very cool company based in, in Montreal called B2B Quotes, Mathieu Plant. Welcome to your tech report. Thank you so much for being uh, on the line with us because, you know, I mean, during this pandemic, it's it's uh, it's fun to speak to people, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So tell us about B2B Quotes, because this is a company that was brought to my attention by one of the PR agencies that we work with. And uh, of course, I went on the website. I did my research. But I always love hearing um, about the company from the people who created it. And you being a co-founder, there's obviously a reason that this site was created. And I'm curious, what was that reason? What was that, that defining moment that said, hey, we should create something that connects people here?
3: Yeah. So, uh, well, we've had uh, me and the other co-founders, we've had businesses in the past and it's always a struggle to prioritize the different challenges and projects that we will do like during a year, whether it's web or like uh, marketing challenges that we have. Are we going to do it in-house? Do we have the the right people to do it? Or are we going to be hiring a referral from uh, our friend, but then we don't know if it's the, you know, the best match for our industry, our budget and everything like that. Then we can always go like on Google, but then there's thousands of results and yeah. everybody you'll be uh speaking to they'll, they'll always say oh well we're the best fit for you yeah. but in the end we know that it's not the case right so uh in order to be uh, able to navigate all of that we decided to create b2b quotes which is a uh, web marketplace that helps businesses get in touch with the most relevant uh suppliers for their web and marketing needs
1: so how do you uh, how do you define that how do you define most relevant for their needs
3: Okay, so right now we have like 2,500 curated suppliers on the platform, 80% of them are uh, agencies and 20% are freelancers. And then we have uh, this algorithm that really helps us uh, get the, the most relevant ones. There's a point system that we have in place. There's a thorough uh, qualification that we do before onboarding suppliers. So only two out of three can actually uh, get activated in the platform because of all these uh, filters that we have to make sure that we really have uh, good companies. And then the they're able in their uh, accounts to really um, get those like hard filters again so about the geolocalization the language the services the budget per services and all of that now the most important part really is the quality of the work they've done on the platform and with actual customers and this will really uh, bring their uh, global note up and then we send the projects to uh, these suppliers
1: that are relevant but also have the best quality score uh, to the businesses. So obviously, there's, there's two sides to this, right? There's, uh, you know, as a supplier or a freelancer. Uh, let, let's start there. I'm a, I'm a supplier. Um, let's say I'm a website designer or some kind of, you know, marketing agency. When I sign up for the service, um, what's the experience like? What kind of questions am I going to be asked that help qualify me? <sighs>
3: Uh, yeah, so well, uh, some of the questions are exactly w- what I just said, so about, uh, okay, so like what kind of services uh, you're doing and, and all of that afterwards to subscribe to the platform is absolutely free of charge. Uh, and then you start seeing uh, uh, like business needs that are relevant to whatever you're doing. Uh, you don't need to accept any of those, but at some point you'll say, okay, well, that's exactly what I'm doing, I already have customers in that uh, industry, I can really be of good value to them. And then you can accept uh, the actual project so the business model how it works for the business uh, it's always free of charge there's no engagement to uh, so that we can help them uh, now for the suppliers they pay us a referral fee in order to have access to qualified projects so whenever you decide okay well this is exactly the kind of client that i can help uh, you accept it and then there's up to four suppliers that can accept uh a, a project, in order uh, for them to have a good chance of getting the deal, but okay. also for the for the business, uh, so that they're not overwhelmed and uh, flooded with uh, like fifty people wanting their business.
1: That's so I mean, that's a promise and that we do, right? Yeah, no, and that's a, that's a, that's impressive. Is it is it is it hand curated, like are there physical people who are going through every different bid, or is it all a kind of AI or algorithmic based? Uh, that 's a really good question, so uh we started
3: uh doing everything uh like it 's personalized uh, with like actual like humans, and yeah. then we added like the filters and all of that and right now we 're part of an incubator uh, called nextai in Canada that uh, is helping us integrate AI also just to uh, I guess empower the humans behind like we 're never. Going to be a human less platform, but the idea is to really uh, get even more relevant matches and even more faster matches for the businesses.
1: Now, you said there's, oh, you know, 2,500, was that 2,500 agencies on board? 2,500 businesses using the platform?
3: yeah that's suppliers okay uh, and then we helped over four thousand businesses so far uh with the platform and uh, the businesses that we've helped are really uh, all kind of ranges to to give you an idea uh the smaller project that will activate on the platform is around like a thousand dollars but the, the the biggest one that we've had is like one point five million Now, is there, so we'll is there help, a limit uh, to
1: type the, like the type of the type of work because I noticed you know this website design marketing mobile app is, does it yeah. goes, like everything to, to, to you know even so, like engineering?
3: Uh, Well, okay. So the aim for us is to be a one-stop shop for every uh, business, uh, like service needs, right? Uh, We needed to start somewhere. We're only in our third year now. We're having good success in Quebec and uh, in uh, Ontario, we're expanding. Uh, So some of the core services that we have right now, we started with web and marketing just because that was my background with agencies. And now we're adding services as we go. So right now the core services are like website development, application development, whether you need help implementing a CRM or an ER. Uh, web marketing in general, or marketing in general, corporate videos, uh, branding, design, and then you have like PR, copywriting, translation, stuff like that. So this is like our core. There's like 40 services in web and marketing, but now we're adding like accounting services. Uh, we want to be able to uh, help businesses with their real estate need, whether it's to it's to rent or to buy a, a place for their business, uh, and so on and so forth.
1: So there really is no limit in terms of the size. So if I'm a small business and I need a logo design, for example where in my mind that's a small project then I shouldn't I shouldn't hesitate because it's not just million dollar projects it could be I just exactly. need someone to help me program something you know
3: yeah we will definitely will definitely help you and by asking the right questions because every time we always have like a human talking to the business owner or to the marketing coordinator and really digging in okay so what is it exactly that you're looking for and then we're able with also our qualification to direct you in the right place because like we have freelancers that will do like small logos but we also have uh, smaller agencies mid- mid-sized agencies huge agencies and sometimes you can get a logo done for five hundred bucks but you can always uh, get a logo done for uh, $30,000. So it really depends on what you're looking for, where you're at and uh, as far as branding goes, web marketing goes, website goes, it's always you know, there's different places. So we're
1: we're here to uh, help you navigate uh, all of that. So my, so my, my advice I guess for people would be, if there's any business need you have before you go anywhere else, Go to B two B quotes to check to see if you might be matched with someone who who can do the job, you know, with great experience and is curated really, because uh, there's so many sites out there where you can you can find developers, freelancers from all over the world, some speak English, some don't speak English. There really, there's no real moderation there. Yes, there are reviews, but those don't necessarily uh, accurately reflect what you're going to get at the end of the day. So, you know, I always say you get what you pay for, whereas this system really is curated. It really is. It helps quantify the type of work that you're going to get done.
3: Yeah, exactly. And most of the time with these other sites, you will get like uh, uh, 10, 20, 30, even hundreds of results depending. And some of those people are just like uh, uh, using the bazooka approach to really like get jobs everywhere. Whereas on our platform, like the suppliers will handpick the project that they really think they can nail. And that's that's when they get matched, right? So it's a more curated approach for
1: sure. Now you said the agencies and the freelancers, they're the ones paying the referrals. So as a business, if you're seeking out um, agencies or freelancers, you're not gonna pay anything. What what kind of referral fee is it? Is it based on the size of the project? Is it a flat fee, like a Uh, monthly fee? So
3: to give you an idea, it's uh, around one to two percent that we ask uh, for the referral to up to four providers. So we make four to eight percent of the actual project and the value of the project, we will calculate it over the course of a year. Uh, Now, what will differentiate 1% to 2%? It will depend on the kind of service, right? Because let's say uh, in web marketing, usually there's a good portion that will go to either like Google or Facebook, you know, that's the ad spend. Uh, So that then we'll have a lower percentage because it's not the agency or the freelancer that will uh, take all the money. Uh, Whereas developing an application, usually it's serviceable, billable hours, then we'll go uh, to the higher bracket, which is 2%. Because the money is all going to the supplier.
1: That makes sense. Makes total sense. Um, I'm curious. You know, obviously, we're we're living in a you know, in the midst of a pandemic now. How has COVID nineteen affected your business? Has it has it helped? Uh, has it done nothing? What have you seen?
3: Uh, actually, we definitely needed to uh, to pivot what we were doing. So before we were taking like 10, 15 minutes per businesses that were uh, uh, calling us or filling out forms to really like activate their projects. And now we shifted that approach to really more of a consultant approach. I mean, the service is still free. There is no engagement, but we really took the time and we're still taking the time and that that will stay with us to really deeply understand the business, uh, to understand what kind of projects do they have to help them prioritize those and then... Uh, help them with their project brief and everything. So uh, this COVID changed that for us because we had more time and we said, okay, well, let's give more value to the business. And from there, I mean, a lot of opportunities came. Uh, we added new services like a training for employees and businesses, uh, HR services, also uh, financial, um, and, uh, financial help for businesses and stuff like that. Uh, that all came from COVID. Wow. Uh, another aspect of it is that uh, because that, all the businesses had to go online uh, or they would just like hit a wall. A lot of them, we had a lot of businesses coming for like web marketing or, or like e-commerce websites, uh, web marketing needs and stuff like that. So uh, actually we, we doubled the business in the last three months. So we're one of the lucky uh, businesses uh, with the COVID situation.
1: That's you know, listen, that's, that's absolutely great. Um, let me leave you with this question is have you guys used the service yourself?
3: Of course, actually we do it on a monthly basis. <laughs> yeah, every time we need help for either a video or some content, uh, we have one of the supplier of the platform is doing our Facebook ads, another one is doing our uh, our AdWords. We also hired a branding agency there. Uh, uh, John that introduced us is also on the platform as a, as a PR supplier. So uh, yeah, of course we use
1: it every day. <laughs> Very, very cool. Matthew, thank you so much for taking the time to tell us about this. You know, uh, where where do you see, you know, if you look five years down the road, how do you see the evolution of this platform?
3: Uh, That's a really good question. So um, Actually, we bootstrapped the whole business so far. We got a little bit of debt and we have like an angel investor. Uh, But uh, we really are taking part in accelerators right now uh, and are planning on uh, raising our first round in six months from now in order to really go faster and uh, be uh, an international business. So we're currently doing proof of concepts in France. uh, Also, in the rest of Canada, we're starting in the U.S. So for sure, it's to be uh, like a global business that can really take care of uh, every service needs that you have as a business.
1: Well, I think you've definitely got the formula set straight. And I think obviously with the success that you're, you're showing, even in the times of a pandemic is obviously it's a great sign. So uh, I wanted to wish you all the best. And please do come back and tell us about expansion. Tell us about everything you're doing. And I'm going to I think I'm going to sign up now to become a, a supplier. Still to come, we're going to be speaking to Samsung all about their brand new laptop lineup. Check it out. It is your check report. Normally with Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flallow. back in just a moment. This is your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. Normally with Mitchell Whitfield, who is down for the count after his knee surgery, but that's okay. We're going to replace him with an equally, if not more, qualified individual in terms of a guest. His name is Stephen Koll. He is a director of product management and strategy over at a Samsung, a company that I think that we all know probably best for obviously the smartphones, the node, and the, all the all the great devices that we've been using for a long time. But but Stephen, um, there's another product lineup that we're going to be talking about today that i'm equally if not more excited about which is the galaxy book line
0: yeah thanks mark and uh glad to be here uh, we just launched our new laptops, and it's uh, quite exciting for us in Canada to uh, to bring this new technology to the marketplace.
1: Well, it's exciting. It's exciting to have these devices here because, you know, when when you look at a company like Samsung, who not only makes um, you know incredible products, but if you look at all the components and everything that goes into these devices, Samsung pretty much makes uh, almost absolutely every component that goes into these devices, and that's always a a fun company to talk to you and a fun company to work with because um, number one, we get uh, great reveals, great product reveals because it's very hard to leak information when it's within your own company, which is always fun and I always like getting surprised. But we also see design cues and we see experience from other um, sectors of the company reflect on these new products. And I think we're definitely seeing the, the mobile side come through on the Galaxy book line. And I'm guessing that's intentional. Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: No, Mark, you're absolutely correct. I mean, we are experts in mobile, and and the laptop is definitely a mobile device and one that a lot of consumers need to use in multi-purposes. So we've taken a lot of what we've done for years in handsets, perfecting battery, ensuring that you can have all-day access to your technology, perfecting screens, making sure that it is there for when you need it, whether you're indoors or outdoors, and really giving you all the great tool sets that you need for both work and play. So there is very, very much pulling from handsets, our tablets, and even TVs, which is uh, quite exciting and quite differentiated in the marketplace with uh, bringing the first QLED screens to a laptop.
1: No, and that's absolutely amazing. And to see that in a laptop is is, is quite impressive. Then when we talk about the Galaxy Book line, we've got the Galaxy Book S, we've got the Flex, and we've got the Ion, and each one has its strengths in in different areas. So you know, let let's start with the, with the Book S, for example. This is designed to be always on, always connected, yet at the same time, a completely uh, more than capable PC. Talk about obviously this specific computer, the benefits, the market that you're going after, and what we can expect when we get hands-on with this?
0: Yeah, the Book S is ultra-thin, ultra-light. It is the lowest-profile laptop there is in the marketplace, and it, it provides you that all-day battery power that you need. So we know we can't work in Starbucks today, but you're out and more mobile, so you need to be able to uh, use your device without having to worry about whether or not you're in your charger, and, and that's what the Book S gives you. Full portability, for trans- tra- transport transport-capable without having to worry about being close to a power cord. Not only that, but it's a fanless design, so it's ultra quiet. So there's no fan running in the background, you don't need to worry about your laptop heating up your lap while you're sitting in the, in the back sun, uh, you know, doing some work or watching a Netflix movie. Uh, it's completely quiet, and that allows for it to be uh, lower profile.
1: But it doesn't compromise anyway, you know, it really doesn't compromise in terms of speed and performance, does it?
0: Not at all, I mean, it is. A, it does have an i5 uh, core process with uh, uh, Intel's 10th Gen chipset. So it provides you all the power and capabilities you need in a laptop to get the things done that you need, uh, even with a low-profile, thin weight, and, uh, and, and no fan.
1: The design, and you know, you guys got to check this out. Go to samsung.com.ca and definitely take a look at this device because the design is absolutely beautiful and seamless when you look at even just the ports, how they protrude a little bit so that they don't take away from the thinness and the the portability of the design. And then if you look at that, how the screen actually lifts the back of the laptop to give you a little bit of that ergonomic um, element to it. I'm guessing that was, of course, intentional, all these design cues.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, the whole idea is comfort and usability, right? We want our products to look good, to stand out. But most importantly, it's innovation with the consumer in mind and at heart, right? The heart of what we do is driving, you know, highly performance technology devices in the hand. Consumers allow them the flexibility to do what they do without having to worry about carrying around an old clunky piece of equipment. So they look great, they feel great, and they allow you to work great.
1: Now, screen technology on the Book S is quite impressive. Obviously, you've got a touchscreen, which makes, you know, interacting with it quite nice. But there's an outdoor mode that blows, I mean, blows the display away from anybody, anybody, any any competition, quite honestly, with a 600 nit display. That means when you're outdoors in glaring sunlight, you're not going to have a problem working on your device.
0: Not at all. I mean, and that is one of the things that, you know, we pride ourselves on is screen technology. And as you mentioned at the top end, I mean, we build these components ourselves and we're, we're known worldwide for incredible screen design. And we know that consumers today, especially in the, in the current conditions aren't working indoors all the time. They want to have that flexibility to work where they want to. And uh, definitely working on a back deck on a hot summer's day, the sun's glaring down, you don't want to lose or squint your eyes and trying to see what you're doing. So, Outdoor mode, adaptable displays are certainly one of those key elements of Samsung technology that we're happy to bring to laptops.
1: Now, when you talked about the fact that this is a fanless design, how do how do we manage heat in a device like this? Is it just not get hot enough that we need to have a fan, or does is it the 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 case itself really designed to dissipate that heat?
0: The case has a, has a design that allows the heat to evaporate, but there's also an internal cooling engine that keeps the keeps the laptop. Uh, within operational temperatures. It's the same type of cooling engine, cooling capabilities that we've designed for our Note and our S family of of smartphones, and similar to what we have in tablets. So we're taking these elements that we've developed and perfected over the years within our handsets and our smartphones and our tablets and brought it into this new category for us in Canada, laptops.
1: Now, you know, when I looked at the, with the book Acid and you get that beautiful, you know, that, that kind of unibody design, when, when I you know jump ahead and look at the book Flex, which is a, a two in one, a premium two in one, it's got a little bit more of a, of a squared form factor um, around the edges. And I'm obviously doing this for the benefit of the people who are listening and not obviously looking at this like I am online. Um, tell us about the book Flex. Who's that designed for? Because this is it can definitely be a powerhouse.
0: The BookFlex is by far, if I have a favorite, it's my favorite of our laptop lineup. It's the the standout device. You're not supposed to pick favorites, (laughs) Stephen. You know, I'm not. I love them all equally, like my children. But in this case, like my youngest, this is my favorite. No, I can't say that. She might be listening. But... um, the design of this laptop really stands out. It's got a royal blue color, it's an aluminum body, and it's squared off. So it's not like your traditional laptop with rounded edges. It's not the, the same old, same old of what you're seeing in the marketplace. And we really take a lot of what we do in our Note devices, so like the Note 10, for example, or the Note 10 Plus, and we've added those kind of design cues and elements into our Flex product. The Flex has an S Pen, it is the exact same S Pen that we have in the Note, and that's really what we're trying to do in this space, is provide customers with the compatibility across the devices that they're engaging with, and that common interface and common tool set that they need. So if they need bigger, they need more, they, they're going to be hunkered down for a little while, the Book Flex is the right device to get there, and you still got the S Pen, you can still do all the pen drawings, you can still do all the note taking. You're not compromising based on the device you need. And, and from a design perspective, you're not compromising either. It has those same cues that follow through whether you're using the Note 10 or Note 10 Plus or whether you're flipped on your, your, your Book Flex to, to get the hardcore work done.
1: Now, you know, you said hardcore work, and that's because, you know, this does feature a 10th-gen Intel Core processor, uh, 21 hours of battery life. You know, in, in what kind of situation are we going to hit 21 hours?
0: Well, you know, you're outside, you're, you're working, you're watching movies, you've lost track of time because you're so in-depth in what you're doing. Uh, you know, your battery is, is running all the time and you may forget to charge it. You know, you may be working, put it in the house, then you go to take it out, you want to use it again. Oftentimes, battery is the critical piece as to whether or not you're going to be able to get the work done or get that movie going that you need at that time when you need it. And again, battery life is so important in technology today. Everything runs on batteries. Everyone's looking for chargers. We're fighting for space to get our things plugged in when we're, when we're <laughs> pausing for a few minutes. What we've done at Samsung is focused on enabling the consumer that peace of mind that regardless of where they are, what conditions they're in, they're gonna be able to use their devices and get, get the full power and capacity out of it. Whether it's a phone, whether it's your laptop, your tablet or your watch, you're going to get that full-day battery because that's a a key element that we bring to the market that differentiates us.
1: And this is is not a selfish laptop because um, wireless power share is a new feature that allows you to actually charge uh, other devices, right?
0: Absolutely, Mark. And again, it's another one of those elements that we're bringing the technology we first invented and brought to handsets, now bringing it into other devices. So again, it's about compatibility. You always have more than one device on you, you want to make sure that you're able to keep everything going at the same time, and and that's where wireless PowerShare comes in. So by using the trackpad, you're able to charge your buds, for example, so your wireless uh, headphones. You're able to charge your watch, your phone, without compromising the ability to work on your laptop.
1: So tell me what makes what makes uh um what makes Flex your favorite child. What is it? What is the standout feature or features that make this one you know the, the favorite of your kids?
0: I mean, the favorite, I love screens, right? I'm watching screens all day long and uh, this has a QLED screen. The outdoor mode is incredible for those few afternoons I get to work outside in the sun. Not many, a lot I'm in my basement, but uh, when I am outside, the fact that I can see, I I want to say movies, but I should say work and spreadsheets uh, so clearly is, is incredible. And, um, you know, I just love the design. I love the fact that it's different and unique. And, and yes, I've had the chance to take these outside and play with them in different areas. I've been able to do my work on a laptop uh, on my Book Flex without someone asking me, "Hey, what is that and where did you get it?" Because it stands out that much. It's it's an extension of your personality and allows you all that power. So, it, it's incredible.
1: Now, you know, if I up, have to say
0: so, but hey, I don't want to choose. But uh, no, no, yeah. I know.
1: It's funny because normally when Mitchell's on on these interviews with me, he's the one who specifically calls it out and says which one's your favorite child. But you actually did that for him so I'm, I'm quite impressed like that's that, that you know that takes kahutas uh, let's talk about the Galaxy Book Ion um, because this seems you can clearly see that it's taking design cues from from the Book S and the Flex it's kind of like the you know the, the baby cousin let's say so to speak um, who's this one designed for
0: I, you know, I wouldn't actually call it because it's more like the middle child, although treated a lot better than the middle child. You know, not that I have a middle child, but if I did, you know, that's where this one would fit in. It it allows, you know, it's got the hinge design on the back, much like the book S. It's got the square design, much like the flex, and it has an incredible QLED screen. It has power sharing. So it has a lot of power components to it that we have in the flex. And it has a lot of those ergonomic, use you know portability elements that we have in the book s and so it's really designed for uh, those that are more on the go from a work perspective if you think about flex flex is really about it's a creator tool it's a design it's a design piece it stands out and it gives you that kind of power performance so you're not going to be well it is movable and transportable it doesn't look like 10,000 pounds it's still very light It's not as light as the Book S. The Ion is in between those two in terms of uh, heft or weight, if you will. So it's still a very light laptop. Um, It it is ultra light. It's not ultra ultra light like the Book S. So it's portable. It's a work machine. I look at the Ion as a device that you're going to be comfortable with every day. It's your everyday laptop that you're going to be engaging with. It's got an incredible screen. It's got all the power functionality you need. It's got all-day battery. It, it's the workhorse of the lineup, if you will.
1: So, you know, one thing I om- omitted was on the Flex and the ION, um, they're available both in 13.3 and 15.6. So, obviously, it gives you a different variety of, of things to choose from. How configurable are all these devices in terms of storage, in terms of RAM, in terms of, you know, any of the, you know, colors?
0: Yeah, so uh, colors are pretty standard in terms of what we have. So the, the Book S and the ION both come in a, in a silver color, or uh, uh, Book S is more of a gray color. Uh, the Book Flex we have in the Royal Blue. From an additional RAM or storage capacity, you have that option to add memory, add RAM to both the Book ION and the, and the Book Flex. As well, we have different uh, memory and, uh, and power options within the ion and the flax. in the ion we have uh, both i5 processor capability as well as the i7 again both 10th gen intel chipset so the latest and greatest available from our partner at intel and uh and you can add more if you need
1: so, in, in terms of availability um, in the Canadian market, especially, um, I know that obviously, we're, we're, this is what, May 29th, people are able to start pre ordering, so the pre orders have already gone. Um, we've got June 5th, we started seeing the book Flex, right? Um, Ion will be available. Um, I'm trying to find the dates here. This is Ion, the-
0: we're live. So, Book Flex and Ion were launched, and we're live, and, gotcha. and we're seeing great demand in the market for those. And, and Book S. Uh, we'll be coming uh, closer to the end of June, so we're we're just waiting on some shipments to come in, and and then we'll be be live and selling.
1: Now, are are these going to be um, you know in a, in a year from me? How, what's a, what's the commitment from Samsung in terms of the laptop lineup, especially here in Canada? Are we going to see this evolve over time? Or are we going to see software iterations, et cetera, et cetera?
0: Uh, I, absolutely, we're committed to driving it. We believe at this point, compatibility across our ecosystem is important. We we've got a lot of a great elements that we're putting in smartphones that we think are gonna really transform the way people look at laptops in fact just last night I was on a call with our team in Korea looking at uh, next year's lineup
1: so Ooh, nice
0: we have some real powerful and exciting things coming uh, this is not a one-and-done we we believe that uh, we have great power and we've really transformed what people think about when when they see our laptops.
1: No, definitely. And I, I have to echo that because, you know, when you look at the mobile lineup and you look at the success there and you see the trickle down effect and obviously the 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 use of technologies cross-platform and, and everywhere it's it's quite it's quite unique and it's nice to see this kind of approach to it as well um before i do let you go i wanted to ask you, you know the the challenges of, of launching devices like this uh while everybody's stuck at home while we're in the middle of a pandemic um did you find it did you feel a little bit more challenging to, to launch products like this or or do you feel like the audience was a little bit more captive
0: yeah you know, I think I think it is a lot more challenging because you're reliant on on web and online. And unfortunately, in the Canadian marketplace, you know online sales and online shopping is not as prevalent, especially not in the in the tech sector as it is in other areas. So um, it's been a bit more of a of a different approach we have to take. We're very excited to see more retail shops open up, and we're we're happy to be able to get in there and start to really show off these products because, I think it's hard for consumers to really understand the value prop and the differentiation and and what it truly means to have a QLED screen when you're just simply looking at it on on what is not a QLED screen, right? Like, your laptop today is not QLED, but you're trying to understand the benefits you're going to get from having essentially a TV screen that's portable in a laptop. That's hard to do from a web perspective, much easier to do from an in-store perspective. So... I mean, I think the market reception has been very positive. We've seen a lot of interest and, and eagerness, and our early sales have been phenomenal. Um, so it's been well, but it hasn't been an easy process to get to get to market in a, in a pandemic.
1: Well, hopefully, we can help you. Uh, you know, extend that message, and hopefully, you know, you know, through, through product reviews and stuff like that, we can help uh, make people realize exactly what the benefits are. When even though they can't necessarily go hands-on, which is pretty cool. Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Um, it was obviously great to catch up. Um, you're going to have to come back and tell me all about next year's product lineup once you can, of course.
0: Can't wait, Mark. Thanks for having me today, and uh, wish Mitchell the best uh, with his
1: leg. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield, normally here, but recovering from a neat replacement surgery, so I guess... He has a pretty good excuse for not being here this week. I want to thank everybody who got involved in this week's show, including Melissa Andresco over at Lutron. Don't forget, you still have a couple of hours, if not days, depending on when you're listening to this show, left to get 25% off the Father's Day sale happening now until this coming Sunday. It is the Aurora Smalt- Smart Bub- Bulb Dimmer. My God, I will get that right. The Aurora Smart Bulb Dimmer of Lutron. Check that out. Lutron.com until Father's Day. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Marco Flallow. Thank you so much to Samsung and B2B Quotes. We will speak to you again next week right here. You've been
3: tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us. Contact at yourtechreport.com Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on Facebook.com slash Report for the latest in breaking tech news and reviews.